Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Not My Problem, hosted by me, Nestle. If you're new here, welcome, and if you have been listening for a little bit, then welcome back. I am here to talk about my life on a week-to-week basis, and you know, we're having a great time. It is currently a July 14th, a Tuesday, and you know, I'm feeling good. I have decided to spice things up, and I'm currently drinking glasses of wine. So tonight we're drinking um, 19 Crimes, a uh, red blend sort of situation. So we're, we're in a good space. We are going to have a great episode. But before we get started, let me just go over the basics. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, then literally what are you doing? Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you are notified every time I release a new episode, which is every third. And if you have not left a review and a rating, then literally, what are you doing? Go ahead and do it. It helps me out so much. I tell you guys this week after week, and I will continue to tell you that because if I'm putting out content for you every single week, the least you can do is at least leave me a rating or review. Like, come on, like, come on. Do you like hate me at this point? Like, that's literally the only thing that I could possibly think of for you to not leave me a rating and review. But you know what? It's fine. I'll continue to put out some great content for you, but just just take it into consideration. I'm very happy to release an episode for you guys every week, so the least you can do is leave me a review and a rating, you know? That's just the deal. Um, we're going to get into a very fun episode. I decided that I wanted to spice things up, think, do things a little bit differently, and kind of just do a Q&A session where I asked you guys to give me like thought-provoking, more in-depth questions for me to answer, and obviously I needed a couple glasses of wine before I answered these questions because some of them are like a lot, and I really decided that like I wanted to be as open as possible, so I tried not to read any of these in advance so I could come up with like you know like the blanket statement that I would answer to this so I'm just going to go go rogue read these questions off answer them and hope for the best but you already know what we must do before we get into this podcast episode and that is a vibe check all right so let's get into today's vibe check it is one of those weeks where I'm just like ready for it to be Friday I woke up on Monday I logged in and I was just like is it Friday yet I plan on taking a week off of work in I guess a week and a half from the time that you're listening to this podcast mainly just so I have the opportunity to just like disconnect from work because we are going into maybe like four months of quarantine and it doesn't look like quarantine is ending anytime soon and I honestly can go on another quarantine rant but I I spared you guys or I gave you guys the quarantine rant a couple weeks ago so I'll spare you with another quarantine rant because the sentiments honestly have not changed and, uh, you know, we are, we're living in um, 45's America, and I call him 45 because he doesn't deserve a name. So his name's 45. And we're just going to continue to go through this whole, like, nonsense of corona. So corona's not ending anytime soon. I'm tired of working. I'm tired of being at home. I'm tired of working in these four walls every single weekday. And I just, like, need a, a week off, even if I'm doing absolutely nothing. Like, I just need a week off. I was going to do a road trip, and I was going to drive to uh, D.C., to just like disconnect and just like be in a new place with very low corona cases um dc has like about 10k cases very low um but one of my friends ended up like saying that she wasn't comfortable and i totally understand and in theory like yeah i I get why you wouldn't want to do it i felt a little bit more comfortable going just because we would be in the car we would be social distancing we wouldn't be like in a in a uh, plane or anything like that and all of us had been social distancing so we would just be like in our car going from point a to point b and washington dc is significantly more safe than atlanta georgia is right now so that's why i felt a little bit more comfortable you know going on this road trip but like i totally get it so i'm not sure if we're going on it anymore if we don't go on it that's perfectly fine either way i'm going to take that week off of work because truthfully i just need it i just i can't i can't um 
And like, obviously, like, that's just been my life. I went on this mentality or not even a mentality. I I came to this conclusion that I just don't want to date at all. Um, And maybe it's because of Corona. Maybe it's not. I just, I just like don't feel the need to date. Like, I'm so in tune and like love myself so much and like love me being alone so much that I just don't feel a need to date don't feel a need to like talk to guys on the apps and like I don't want to meet them in person and plus like even if I did want to meet them in person I don't even feel comfortable meeting people in person because of coronavirus and like be doing my due diligence to like be safe and be at home and all the things and I was just like yeah yeah I don't really want to do that so I just made the executive decision to just not date um my blanket goal right now is all of 2020 because truthfully that's what it looks like we will be in corona until the end of 2020 so 2021 new year new me situation maybe i'll be interested in going on dates but at the moment i just don't really feel the need to do it so we're probably not going to do it so that's where i am in that regard so yeah work same old same old dating life non-existent and me and that guy don't talk anymore um the guy that i've like mentioned here and there on on previous podcast episodes we were fizzling out in our conversations just because like corona just like after like two months of talking to somebody that you haven't met like clearly you're just going to like stop talking and then we had like a blanket plan to hang out this past friday i mean this past saturday and then he actually like never followed up and like i never followed up because honestly i wasn't even invested in hanging out with him in the first place so that was just like god's sign to say, you know what, Nestle, you don't even want to hang out with him in the first place, and he never reaches out, so you know what, goodbye, close that door, and now we are living our life solo, and I'm into it. So with all that being said, I will say vibe check passed. All right, now let's get into today's episode. I decided to do my Q&A like I previously mentioned, so I asked my Instagram close friend and my podcast Instagram to send me any questions that you wanted me to answer, thought-provoking, specific, as specific as it gets, because I just wanted to really like deep dive deep and like learn about my biggest fears and insecurities. So I try not to listen to or read any of the podcast questions. So we're going to do that right now. So let me just go ahead and pull up pull up the questions if my, you know, my internet could work and it's honestly like not working that well right now. But here we go. Okay. So we're just going to fly through them, answer each one of them. I'm going to answer them all and see what happens. So let's get started. What is your favorite moment from your childhood? So the first one that comes to mind is my park summer camp that I used to do every single year. I grew up in the Bronx and and went to school in the Bronx, but during like the weekends and like any time that I wasn't at school, I would spend time in Manhattan, in Harlem, because that's where my grandmother lived. In my summers, I would spend time there, and I would go to this state park. It was Riverview, which is Riverview State Park, which is in Manhattan, and you can see, like, the Brooklyn Bridge. They have, like, a summer camp program, and I would always go, and it would be super fun because, like, you would go, and you would hang out with the people, like, in your age range, so I would, like, one year I'd be in seventh grade, and then, like, one year I'd be in eighth grade, and there was, like, this one event that we would do every single year at the end of the summer camp we would like practice this dance routine and we would do this dance routine at the end of summer camp like our goodbye scenario and i remember one year we would do um michael jackson and we did this like egyptian michael jackson dance routine to do you remember and we were like make these fake like tissue paper <laughs> egyptian outfits and it was just so fun because i like spent so much time learning how to like do these dance routines because i was completely 
not able to dance before and I can't dance now. So I would just struggle all the time. But it was so fun. And like that's like one of the one things that I vividly remember from my childhood was going to the summer camp and like knowing all these people and having like this similar experience. Especially like being in New York. Like people don't do like summer camp. That's like not a thing that you would hear from most people in New York. Um, that's always something that I feel like I hear from people that live in like the bur- the suburbs of like other states and stuff like that. But that's like something that I did that I love so much. And like in my head, I'm like thinking about, do you remember? That's not the song because that's the 24th night of September. That's a different song. But there's a song about that says something about do you remember with Michael Jackson. And that's the song that we dance to. Okay. Is there a dream life you have imagined for yourself? And where do you see yourself in 20 years? Okay, first question is, yes, there's a dream life that I have imagined for myself. I, If you know me, then this answer won't be surprising to you. You will probably be able to rattle it off because I'm so adamant on telling people it's because I want to speak it and manifest it into existence. I feel so drawn to Seattle, Washington. I want to live in, a, in a, an apartment in Seattle, in like a condo, floor to ceiling windows, open floor plan, very like modern um, furniture and just like have my dog and just like maybe I imagine myself being single through this time. This being me being like mid to late 20s, just like living my best life, living a life of just me being on my own, finding myself and being so confident and drawn to who I am as a human being. And people always ask me like why I feel drawn to Seattle. And I guess this this will be my opportunity to, to talk about that. I feel drawn to Seattle because it has this idea of living in a city and it's a very tech city. It's a very modern. It's very clean, but it's not like super oversaturated it's not like new york city where there's like an abundance of people but there are still people in in seattle it's still a major city but you also get that feel of nature and in a way like i feel like seattle is similar in atlanta in a lot of ways but similar in new york in a lot of ways and it's just like a a different atmosphere i i love the energy there people are just really nice people are just like living their lives doing doing the damn thing and just enjoying who they are and the space that they're in and that's just like why I feel so drawn to it and I guess like where do you see where do I see myself in 20 years 20 years from now I'll be 44 I would like to think that I would be married by now I still won't have kids because I don't plan on having kids that's another thing that I've always said like I just don't want kids it's just not in the cards for me I've said this for several years people always tell me that I'll change my mind honestly find that to be a very frustrating statement just because I think we need to normalize the idea that was women just don't want to get married it was like some women just don't want to have kids and I think like it's also this idea that people are just going to change their mind and like yes people do change their mind but we can also normalize the behavior that some people just don't want kids and that's perfectly okay if they change their mind they change their mind but if they don't they don't and it's so normal and this actually happened to me recently and in theory like I know I, I don't have any ill will towards the people that said this to me but it it is kind of just like a little bit of an eye roll just because like I, I can I can change my man, my mind sure but I can also not change my mind and I am likely to not change my mind because I, I just don't want kids I find them to be inconvenient I find them to hinder what I want in my life and like if I know that they're going to be a hindrance to what I want in my life why would I want to bring them into this world personally I don't even want to carry the kid so 
oh my god I could go on a rant all day about that it's just it's just not in the cards for me and we'll just leave it at that so 20 years from now I hope that I'm married um probably living in Seattle and uh, probably maybe not in a condo floor to ceiling condo maybe a house a modern house floor to ceiling windows in that house and you know just like I would hope that I am an executive at a tech company or starting my own company or starting some sort of side business and just being with my husband and just like hoping and living our best lives together. That's kind of just what I imagine my life to be like in 20 years. And 20 years from now, things could be so different. But at the moment, I guess that's what I would say. Do you regret anything in the past? So my immediate thought in answer to this question is no. Because I I try not to think of anything as a regret or making mistakes because everything happens for a reason. I'm very adamant about that. If I would answer this question in any regard, I would say that if I were to regret anything, it would be not speaking my mind at, at the current moment in time, not allowing myself to be upset by things and addressing things because I've always been a really passive person, I will say. Like, it's fine, or I won't address something just because, like, I just don't care enough to address it. And honestly, like, that is true in that moment. But I think that I should allow myself to care a little bit more and address things that upset me. Or if I feel some type of way about a situation, give myself enough fucks to actually address the situation. And I guess that would be my biggest regret in the past. So, I mean, there's like not a specific instance that I that I can think of and like use as an example, but just overall, I, I think just not not speaking my mind all the time. Do you have any insecurities? <sighs> Do I have any insecurities? I mean, my biggest insecurity is feeling that I'm too much. And this is another pot. This is a topic that I could talk about in an entire podcast episode, this idea of being too much, which I love about myself, but also I'm insecure about because I'm just I feel like I I can be too much in a lot of regards. Like I have a big personality. I know what I want. I I, I can be mean. I, I can be too emotional. I, I can stand my ground a little bit too much. Like I don't know how to just let things go or sometimes I'll just let things go too much and I won't say what's on my mind like that it's too much in every single capacity. Like there is not one thing that I do like in a small amount. I do everything in a large amount. So because of that, I'm just like, oh my gosh, is this going to hinder me in any way? Like, am I, am I not going to find someone because I'm too much? And, and it's just something that I've been actively working on. And there's a beauty with being too much. It's a, it's a great thing at the same time, but it's also kind of detrimental in a lot of ways. And it's kind of stressful to think about. So that would be one of my first insecurities. And my, my second insecurity is not achieving my goals, um, and feeling as though, I'm not well equipped to achieve my goals and a lot of that comes with imposter imposter syndrome and comparing myself to others and thinking that I am not good enough or I'm not well equipped to do the things that I am I have set my eyes on and it's just it's a toxic mentality and I'm aware that it's a toxic mentality so I'm also trying to coach myself through that but yeah I think those would be like my two biggest things. And with that, and going off of that, we would. my next question is, how did you deal with past disappointments in careers, relationships, and friends? So let's, let's we're going to address all three. So let's do career first. So my past disappointments in my career is, so I, so I went to school for, psychology and when I went to school for psychology like I had an idea that I wanted to go to grad school and I would do all the things and I wanted to be a psychologist and then that's something I'm still interested in and one of my end goals was is to be a 
professor and I would love to do that. But um, after school when I decided that I wanted to just like not go to grad school because like halfway into senior year I decided that I didn't want to go to grad school right away so obviously I needed to work between then but I didn't want to do like a serving job I wanted to work in nine to five have some sort of structure to my life so I decided that I wanted to work in corporate America so one of my biggest disappointments was realizing that like I picked a major that isn't very transferable into finding a corporate job and yes I did find a job that I thoroughly enjoy but I I did a year and a half of like doing something else and had this opportunity kind of fall in my lap. And this opportunity that opportunity that fell in my life, in my lap, has allowed me like I will now be able to move and pivot into other corporate America jobs very easily if I didn't have this position, which is great. But like that, so my biggest disappointment starting off was definitely like realizing that well, getting a corporate America job is hard and like I didn't do internships to work in corporate America because like I thought I was going to work in psychology and I thought I was going to work in higher education and I had all of these things that perfectly fit those type of resumes but like going into a corporate America job like my resume resume was not appealing in any way shape or form my biggest disappointment in relationships is having an expectation for what I deserve and having other people not match that expectation and realizing that you are going to meet so many people, especially in your 20s. You're going to be oversaturated with opportunities, meet so many people in your life before you find your person. And oftentimes you are going to meet people that are just shitty and that people that don't meet your criteria. And it gets extremely exhausting. And it was extremely exhausting for me to the point where I would just go in lulls where I'm like, okay, I'm tired of going on dates. Like, this is just too much. And it is too much. And anybody who has been on the apps or, like, tried to date that didn't meet anybody in college, like, it's not a fun time. But it's, like, a fun time, but not a fun time. Like, going on dates is fun, but then, like, you also get those experiences when the people are trash and, like, the the whole experience is just, like, less than ideal. And those situations are not fun. And then lastly, my biggest disappointment in friends is... Having friends fizzle out and there's really nothing that you can do about it or having people that you would really wish you had a closer relationship with and you don't and then trying to rekindle friendships or like restart friendships. So I would say that my, I would say my junior and senior year, I'm still friends with all of those people that I were friends with. and But my freshman and sophomore year, I've met a couple of people. And yes, I'm like cordial with them. And like we follow each other on Instagram. If we see each other in person, we would have conversations and whatnot. But like we just don't have a really close friendship. And now I'm getting to the point where I'm like reaching out to people that I haven't like I've hung out with every like now and then. And we're friends. And I'm like, I actually like think you're a cool person. Like I can actually be I would like us to be closer friends and having to I don't know if it's like a disappointment or just something that I'm that I'm just like navigating through in general is trying to rekindle friends and be okay with the fact that not everybody is supposed to be in in your life um long term and that's perfectly okay have you become more confident as you've grown up or have you started to notice more flaws I'm always in between those two emotions so that's actually a very interesting take and I guess you answered it at the latter point part of your question I would say that I have become more confident because I am more assured in who I am as a person and what makes me great um, as a person and what makes me someone that 
I think could be a great employee, someone that can be a great partner, someone that can be a great friend, all of the things. But I am also aware of my flaws and things that I know I could work on. But I think if I'm aware of the fact that I can work on those things and that's something that I consider a flaw, then I I do feel like I'm subsequently more confident in myself because I am so self-aware of what is great about me, but also the things that I could work on about myself. So I guess to answer your question, I think I would be towards the beginning. Like I, I know that I'm not a perfect human being and nobody's a perfect human being and there's always opportunity to grow, to learn, to be a better person. And being able to self-reflect is such an important characteristic that I think a lot of people don't have about themselves. They're unable to sit down and acknowledge the things that maybe aren't like the most glamorous things about them. Like, yes, like I'm... <laughs> Oh my God, I'm so obnoxious. But like, yes, I, I'm funny. I, I am able to connect with people. I enjoy hanging out with people. I'm very spontaneous. I'm very loyal. I'm going to be able to give someone very um, unfiltered opinions. Like if you want me to be the person that gives you just like, oh my God, like it will be better. Like everybody knows me and knows that if you are coming to me for advice, you are you might not get the answer that you are necessarily wanting to hear, but you know that you will benefit from that advice. And I've always been that person and all of my friends know me as that kind of friend. And with that, people also know that sometimes that they, they don't come to me for advice because like sometimes you just don't want that kind of advice. And I totally understand that. But I also know like a flaw of mine is... Sometimes like I will project my ex- expectations of myself onto my friends because I'm like, oh, I, I see my friends on such a high caliber that I will put them on this pedestal and s- seemingly get disappointed when they when they don't match up to the expectations. And that's like one f- one flaw that I'm aware of myself. But because I'm so self-aware, I think I'm more confident in who I am. What is your biggest regret in your life? I think I said this earlier, but my biggest regret in my life, I guess, would just be not speaking up when things bother me just because I program myself to just like not give enough fucks in the world to actually care and actually address some issues. So I think that would be my biggest regret. Do you believe in having a five or 10 year plan? Oh my gosh. Okay. So if you were to ask me, like ask me this question a year ago, I would completely say, yes, I think it's very important to have a five to 10 year plan. And I think this is something that we are all drilled into our head to have and maintain. And I think, yes, there are things that you should want to achieve goals that you want to achieve but you can have a five-year five-year plan to get to one thing but the path could look so much different than what you laid out if you were to create this five-year plan so I have always said I wanted to live in Seattle so I would say two years ago my five-year plan which would would be to live in Seattle and yes this is still my my goal and I'm still on track to like go to Seattle but my my way of getting to Seattle looks so much more different than it did a year ago two years ago so the same thing with a 10-year plan yes I think it's very important to have goals and aspire to achieve a certain thing but keep in mind that it could look different your path can pivot you can pivot who are we to know exactly what we want to do in five years, in 10 years? We are still growing and evolving as individuals and coming into our own that it's impossible, at least for me. And some people are, are capable of defining their five and 10 year plans and kudos for you. That's not everybody's purpose. That's not 
everybody's cup of tea and it's not my cup of tea that's perfectly okay but yeah so I I believe in it to some extent but I don't think it's the end-all be-all and I think you are able to pivot and there's nothing wrong with that I don't want to be too deep but what do you think is after death oh my gosh okay so I'm not a religious person. I'm a spiritual person, but I'm not a religious religious person. If I would had to assume, I think there's life after death, but I don't know if I believe in a heaven or a hell. And I don't think I believe in like you just die and die. Like I think your spirit goes somewhere. I just don't know what what that place is and I will say, this isn't a question, but I will say that I'm not fearful of death. I'm fearful of having a painful death, but I'm not fearful of the idea of death. I think it's an inevitable thing that all of us will eventually have to come to terms with, or if you don't come to terms with, you're going to experience it at some point in your life, and hopefully it's in the latter years of your life, but it's just, I don't know, it's just something that we, we all have to experience. So to answer your question, I don't know what life after death is. I I just hope that I'm a bad bitch as like my afterlife. And that's all I can hope for, to be honest. What is your proudest moment? So my proudest moment, and this is like really cringy, is starting my podcast. And I say that because I've always wanted to have a space of my own. I always wanted to have this like creative outlook to have a some sort of social media platform, blah, 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 because I... Yes, I love my job and I love living in corporate America, but I like I wanted this creative outlook outlet, but I just like wasn't sure how I wanted to go about it because I felt like YouTube was just like a little too much. It required too much effort. Like I had to look presentable, I had to get like a nice camera, I had to edit it and I had to do all the things. Whereas starting a podcast, like I could just get a microphone very you can get a very minimal microphone just to record a podcast and then use GarageBand on your computer and have your podcast and there you go like that's all you need you didn't need a lot of things so for me like I just wanted a place like give myself space to be be me live my live my authentic self live my truth which is something that I always say so that that would be like my my proudest moment um off the top of my head that's I'm sure I have a a lot of other proud moments but off the top of my head just doing that is a very proud moment for me so let me go ahead and get some more questions for you guys we have a few more and then we'll wrap up today's episode I have to switch Instagram accounts because I also asked this on my personal Instagram because some of my close I have my close friends Instagram story and Obviously, I posted it there because some people just don't look at my my IG Instagram, which is totally fine because I try to keep the life my lives separate on there. So I'm trying to pull it up if my Instagram would load. It's been giving me a lot of issues. I'm not sure if I'm just the only one that's experienced that, or if probably if if probably it's just me. Truthfully, okay, here we go. Most awkward date experience. Okay. Most I've had a lot of awkward date experiences. Um, the most awkward date experience is the one that immediately came to mind when I saw this message come in and I cringed. So late last year, I went on a Bumble date with this guy and I went to his house. Big mistake. Big mistake, number one. Um, but we were just hanging out. Nothing happened. Like I was just, we were sitting in his, li- in his bedroom going through um, his 
movie library because he watched a lot of movies in his life and I was just like I'm not a big movie person so we like went through every single movie and he's like have you seen this and I'm like no I haven't seen this and we just like kind of like went off every single movie that was on his list and it, and it was fine but you know when you get towards the end of the day and you like know that the person's gonna make a move and you're just like kind of waiting for the move to happen they kept saying like very awkward scenarios where they were like oh wow like they were like sitting on the opposite side of the bed and he would say like things he would go like oh if I were sitting next to you I like I would have made a move by now and I'm just like oh please stop this if you're gonna make a move just like freaking make a move you don't have to tell me that you plan on making a move because like now you're just adding on to the level of awkwardness so then he like inches close to me and I'm just like oh this is very cringy and so and then he like he finally kisses me he's a horrible kisser and then in between each, each kiss he would say bet and I'm just like ugh and I was like, and I couldn't stop. Like I mad, I immediately started like giggling because I was just like, not only are you a bad kisser, and like now you're just saying this very strange phrase. Like, why are you saying bet? Like for what? Like this isn't even. This is like mediocrity at its best. Like it, this was such a horrible experience. It was so cringy. It makes me so uncomfortable. And they actually started a dating podcast recently and I'm quite certain that they will bring up this situation because me and my friend actually trolled them a couple months ago. So I'm sure that I will be featured on that podcast. And he usually brings up names, but I have a very like specific name. So I'm curious to see if he'll say that. But yeah, that's my most awkward dating experience. I really try to re- <laughs> try to forget about that instance just because it's so incredibly uncomfortable so thank you emily for bringing that back up into my life lord jesus what gets you excited about life i think what gets me excited about life is knowing that like the world is my oyster like i once corona is all said and done hopefully sometime in the foreseeable future I get to just be young and like not be tied down to anything like I'm just a single person in their 20s like I can go travel I can go move to wherever state whatever country I want and not have to answer to somebody and that's a very exciting thing to know what is something new you want to try and something new that I want to try and something that I do plan on having be in the works is next year I want to go on a month trip a solo trip to Australia and spend like a week in each of the major places in Australia and just like live my life. I have done solo trips before, but I, I, I've never been completely alone. And I think that's something that will be extremely <sighs> beneficial to my life. And I think that's something that I really want. And I, I didn't necessarily know I wanted it until like a couple of months ago when Corona was happening. I was just like, wow, this is something that I think I need in my life. And this is something that I would really benefit from. So yeah, that's what I want. And that's going to be... <laughs> Right now, I'm like struggling to plan that like hardcore plan it just because we honestly just don't know what COVID is going to look like um, and how long it's going to extend. But yeah, that's like the thing that I'm excited to try. And it leads me to my next question, which is what is your ultimate goal in life? So my ultimate goal in life is to just be in a space where I can travel and do what I want and have the funds to do it and just live a authentic life to me and not have to answer just anybody or if I am answering to somebody it would be someone who also co-signs this this lifestyle that I want of like yeah I want to live in Seattle but I also want to be able to say like oh let's do two weeks in this country and just go and just have us be in this country so that's my ultimate goal my ultimate goal is to just be a bad bitch and just live life and just be that jet setter person that cool aunt it's like oh wow Nestle's like here this these two weeks and like living 
in these hotels and like is living life and taking pictures in all these other countries like that's that's the life that I want I think it's super fun and that's um something that's very on brand for me and you know you already know a white claw is in hand when I'm doing all of that so yeah that's that's my ultimate goal in life and then lastly when was the time you told yourself you weren't good enough and how you proved them otherwise okay so we are going to end it back on career life um so when I started my job it's very it's very analytics focused and obviously I told you guys that I had a degree in psychology which is not analytics focused at all so when I started this job I felt a very large amount of imposter syndrome um and I didn't think I'd be able to handle the job or I didn't think I would be caught up to speed well enough to really perform well um and I think it took me like three quarters of a year to really like get into my own and feel comfortable enough to say like oh yes Nestle like I'm in a space where I am confident in what I do and I know I can do this job and do this job very well so the, the time when I feel like I wasn't good enough like I don't think I was nef- necessarily so when I say I wasn't good enough it would be in that instance and then it, it honestly came into maybe like February or March of this year when I realized that not only was I very much competent in my role but I was doing and exceeding the standard that I had set for myself and I proved them otherwise and but I don't think I was necessarily told that um it was more an internal thought where like I felt that I wasn't that way and nobody needed to tell me that and I'm sure my boss knew that I wasn't as skilled as the other people is very clear in my resume so I guess it was an instance where I needed to prove to myself and see that the potential that they had in me that I didn't necessarily didn't necessarily have in myself to be able to be great and do all of the things so yeah that is all that I have for today's episode I hope you guys enjoyed it it might be a short but sweet episode but I really just wanted to you know sit down and give you guys some tea talk about myself for a little bit I feel like I I I talk about myself in the third person or objectively speaking in a lot of instances so it's nice to just give you guys very raw output of my thoughts and feelings and I try to keep it as straightforward as possible so yeah if you guys enjoy this episode be sure to share it on your Instagram story um tell a friend tell a mom a pop or whatever you know all the things leave a rating and review if you feel so inclined and if you have any episodes that you guys want me to talk about please be sure to let me know I have a, li- a running list of things that I want to talk about but obviously I would very much enjoy if you guys tell me what you want me to discuss because that helps me figure out what everybody wants to listen to obviously so yeah that is all that I have for today's episode be sure to follow my podcast Instagram which will be linked in the bio but it is not my problem pod and if you want to follow my personal Instagram it is nestle.mitchell but with that being said I will see you guys next week later